gotta get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Two o'clock on a Wednesday when you hear the trippy, spacey music. You know what time it is. Here at Mutiny Radio, it's time. It's time to talk about God and shit. Talk about religion and whatnot. What do you believe in? Um, some call me... Tim. Some call me Tim here at Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Graham Benjamin. We talk about God and stuff today. I am joined by Shane Kenny, new comedian, guy on the scene, metal jacket wearing, long hair guy. Uh, much like Jesus, I usually have you look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus and I say, Do you believe in Jesus? I believe he was real. I believe his powers were a tad exaggerated, though. So he was a guy who lived on the earth. Yeah. He was real. He breathed air, and he was a dude. He was a guy, but it's like when a restaurant says, oh, we're the best sandwich in the world. It's like, eh, you're a sandwich. It's <laughs> Right. He's just, he's just a sandwich. Uh, have you been a Bible reader, or was that anything oh. that was part of your upbringing? Uh, yeah, I was actually raised Catholic. Oh. I went to Sunday school, First Communion, all that. The catechisms, all that. You know, yeah. God is a spirit, does not have a body like a man. There's yeah. all kinds of crazy things to memorize. Wasn't allowed to swear. Sure, sure, sure. You know. Good moralistic person. Were you ever touched by a priest? Um, Amazingly, no. Wow, cool. I was friends with a few priests. I was. All right. Hey, not all of them. You know, not, not, not all Catholics are, are pedophiles. Uh, just, I guess, some? I don't know. That's been coming out lately. I'm, I'm not sure how... That, was, was it a positive experience for you growing up and being uh, in the in the Catholic Church? Um, the ca- Catholicism was more of, like, my mom's route. My, like, she went to Catholic school growing up. My dad was, like, f- knew the cops in his hometown, knew him by name. So he came from a completely different route. And we more of did it because it made my mom happy. Oh. But... Okay. Uh, ultimately, we stopped going because my brothers and my dad are huge baseball fans, and baseball is usually on Sunday, and we had to pick one religion or the other. And, uh, and you went with baseball. Yeah. All right. That's hey. Uh, are you still? Do you still? Uh, do you pray at all? Do you think about when something bad happens? Do you go, oh God, help me, or do you at all relate to that sort of um, moralistic umbrella? In my at the height of my angst as a teenager, I started realizing, like, oh, no one's really there. And I was in traumatized as a kid and didn't. And that's when I turned to God and heard no response. And oh, wow. I had some friends who um, one was murdered, another got sick and died out of the blue. And Whoa. they were both much better people than me. And I realized, like, oh, no one's murdered. Like, yeah. Fr- um, I grew up in LA and a friend of mine lived in South LA was driving home one night and drove through uh, gang territory some 
gentlemen were breaking into a car and thought he would he was going to snitch on them and they chased him down and put a few bullets in his head. Wow, that's intense. Kind of a wrong place, wrong time thing? Yeah, it was yeah, and the thing Ugh. was he wasn't involved with gangs at all. He was we were working we met working for a local charity and helping out the community. He was the nicest person in the world. Wow. Like like I said, much better person than I am and him just minding his own business. Wow. Cost him and it that gave me a lot to reflect on and you wow, know motivated me to want to be a better person but then every you know the god of people came out to me saying hey everything happens for a reason i'm like yeah screw you like yeah like, i mean that that's a random that's terrible uh what was the other you had a friend get sick yeah he was uh, both of my them were friends from high school and uh he was a year or two older than me and uh, he had finally found, he was a super shy dude, found a nice girl, they were expecting a kid, and then out of the blue, he got sick and died from a blood clot. Whoa. And that was all in two months of each other, and then Trump was elected, like, the next month. Oh, so you're really young. You're like, are yeah. you under, are you under 21? How no, old are you? I'm 21, I'm gonna be 22 in about three months. Oh, okay. Wow, I didn't realize you were so young. Wow. So this is all pretty recent stuff. You had some really traumatic... Is that why you moved to San Francisco? Um, I moved to San Francisco mainly for school. I was born in the Bay Area and then raised in LA, but my family always had ties down here. My relatives lived up here on and off over the years, and I had a chance to come up for to, uh, here for school and uh, oh, for a chance school. to get out of LA. And sure. So it, you go to San Francisco State? Yeah, and if you don't leave, and if you don't leave LA at a certain point, you get stuck there forever. So, sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of LA. I, I don't. I just don't identify with that part of the. I don't know those it, people. I just. It, it's a hard it, place it, to live. Yeah, it's it's a different world, and everyone's high, strong, very tense, and quick to judge, and. Yeah, like, looks are really important down there. Oh yeah, like and physical appearance is is oppressive. I think <laughs> in in LA, Ugh, I should turn that down. I'm yeah, a terrible person. It's interesting because like everyone appears so calm and relaxed, but when I first came up here, I was like, oh y'all just y'all f just feel safe around the city. Like, wow, and that was kind of an interesting thing for me as I had to like kind of calm myself down and. I'm still on guard a lot of the time, but that's just because of where I grew up. Because your friend got shot. Um, yeah. Are you? Have you graduated yet from SFSU? I'm a senior right now. Oh, okay. What are you studying? I'm studying Earth and Climate Science. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's like a. That's like. That's like your major is green technology or something. Sort um, of? specifically like climate change and right. how to mitigate and you know deal with that. So. But what? So how do we do that? Um, <laughs> we're fucked, right? Like we're pretty um, much fucked. I, That's what the school you you go into a classroom and they're like, yeah, yeah we're fucked. <laughs> we're so I'm not gonna lie. A lot of my classes give you an awesome reason to drink afterward. Yeah, sure. But um, I have two cousins. They're six and three, and the, I the Earth has survived some insane things in its lifetime from asteroid impacts, sure. comets, and stuff like that. The Earth and people think, oh, the world's gonna know. The Earth is going to be fine. It's just whether we bang it up so much that it wants to keep us or not. Right. right. And there's always 
a thing of like we can still come back and you know live on this planet it's just we need to at some point just acknowledge like hey we're screwing it up we need to sacrifice some of our luxuries if yeah we want air or you know fish i i think that uh, I can't wait for the solar flare to happen and to not have electricity again. And I, I, I can't wait for for the world to fall apart to the point where we don't. There are no more iPhones, and people can't like just distract themselves with Instagram because there is no Instagram. It's like I gotta build a fire and live, or I gotta find some food and shit like that. I can't wait for humanity to be stripped of this social media crutch and go back to sort of a more survivalist situation i think things have gotten in the past 150 years way too easy for us oh yeah way too easy we have too much time on our hands too much time on my i mean we we really do like there's there's so much leisure time now it used to be like yeah you gotta do things to survive and to live and to, to keep yourself alive and now it's just Everything is so easy. You can go to the store and just buy shit. And you don't even have to go to the store. You can get on your phone and have it delivered. It's crazy. Things are way, way too easy. Oh, yeah. And it's insane because I realized, like, oh, we're all taking this for normal. But our current definition of normal is, like, 10, 15 years old. And then you go back 100 years. It's like we didn't even have electricity. Right, yeah. Like, I daily have to, like, check people because people will look down at their phones and not pay attention to where they're walking. And oh, sure. This yeah. is where, like, me being from L.A., where I'm like, if I wanted that person's phone, I could steal it so easily. Yeah. And Or just run into him, shoulder check, and be like, excuse you. Oh, no, I don't change <laughs> I don't change my path. Like, I'm used to going to punk shows. I'm like, I will walk through you. Yeah, you're, sure. you're, you're going to bounce off of me, but it's... It, and then they'll be like, oh, what? And it's like, yeah, um, if you looked up where you were walking, you wouldn't get hit in the face, you dumb fuck. Oh, and it scares I, me because I know so many people addicted to their phones. My little yeah. brothers wanted them. And I'm just like, I actually, I camp a lot. I, you know, I grew up walking around the mountains with my grandpa. So I learned a good amount of survival skills. And I always am trying to learn more because I think knowledge is tactical and it can be knowledge used tactical, to sure. benefit you in a lot of ways. And like, I know how to like, survive to some degree on my own and scavenge and yeah i'm always trying to learn more because i feel like those are valid things and like you said everyone can have you can have everything from drugs alcohol to groceries delivered and yeah absolutely. how long before people are too fat to get out the door yeah i love that movie wally where everyone's in the little all the people are in these little hover movers and they're going around and They've completely destroyed everything. I just, I look Have you seen Wally? It's of really good. I have. I yeah, love and I feel movie. like we're getting there with electric scooters. Absolutely. Well, 30%, 33% of the United States is morbidly obese. Like, one out of every three people is. It's, it's one of those things where our values as a country, it's so polarized, but we're so, we've gotten so weak and like fat. And gross. I just ugh. oh yeah. The things we eat, the lifestyle, the the sedentariness, the, our our president being a fat fuck. Like everyone's like, oh yeah, diabetes. Everyone's got. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, you got the diabetes. Oh, we just call it the sugars. Like it's everyone has it. It seems like everyone's gotten sick, and we're just like, oh, that's just part normal part of life is getting really ill because you are eating shitty food. Uh, yeah, and that was my dad kind of saw this trend when me and my brothers were born, and he was like, he forced us. He's like, you have to play a sport from the time you're old enough to like That's play good. a sport till yeah, sure. till high school, because he didn't want us to be overweight, and he 
Yeah. With, he grew up in a very old school family where it's like, you're going to learn how to fight, you're going to learn how to stay fit, <laughs> and you're going to learn how to handle yourself in situations sure. because... I'm not gonna. You're not gonna be. Well, let you go out in the world of fat weakling who's scared of everything. Well, the other thing is that we've created all of these diseases because of our overconsumption. There's like 22 million hoarders or something, and that's a disease, a mental disorder, based on excess. Like mm. that, 33 percent of our people are obese. It's like our excess becomes our downfall almost like like we're this roman empire of just fat fucks that are like everything's so easy now like whatever i don't know oh yeah and it's it's ins- i like that you bring up the rome comparison because i'm a history geek and oh. i'm i'm every i've seen a lot of these comparisons I'm like and even punk bands have been singing about this for like a decade now that sure. we're we're modern rome and no one sees the connection because that's what caused Rome to fall over consumption um, right. slave when was, labor and just thinking we're the, the best at everything and the weird shit like we're gonna go to Africa and capture a giraffe and bring it back thousands of miles so it can fight some Christians like it's so and one of the one of the Roman emperors he was really into he was like the first guy who invented ice cream and he'd send them up to the hills to get ice and come back and you know would melt like on the way there so it would take all of these people all of this labor and effort to go up to this mountainous region and then come back down with ice that would eventually melt to be his special ice cream it's just it's just crazy it's just it's the excess it's of what's happening now oh like, uh, yeah and i've i've just because i've been moving around just a lot living in san francisco and uh living between la and sf it's like mm-hmm. i've tried to like be like all right what don't i need oh, and yeah. i'm just trying to downsize i i one of the things i hate most is food waste yeah and like going oh we're the fattest country in the world and now fasting is becoming a trend and it's like and there's hungry people it's insane i guess one out of every f- five children goes to bed hungry there's some kind of stat about um you, the children in the united states we've got such excess and we've got these fat fucks and then on the other end we still have people who are not meeting their caloric intake needs because we have poverty here at the same time it's like oh, yeah. the haves and the have-nots it seems it's pretty polarizing. A report came out a couple years ago about how 48% of all Cal State University students are food insecure. Oh, and interesting. Like on top of, and it comes down to, do I buy books or do I buy food? Sure, sure. Or do I buy drugs or do I buy food? I'm going to definitely buy drugs. Oh, no, I'm with you there because times are stressful and... <laughs> I need the drugs. What, what are you going to do after you graduate? What's your plan? Where are you um, gonna? You planning on moving somewhere? Or you want to stay in San Francisco? Or are you um, thinking- I've been saving up a lot of money to travel just because I want to just see the world and cool. you know I got a list of places I want to go and then I want to go back and do grad school. Oh, grad school! And hopefully get on some research projects and see where that can take me. Cool. And try to make a little money on the side there, but pretty vague. So, uh, do you what what kind of what kind of graduate degree do you get? Is there there's a there's an advanced degree in in climate change science? Um, yeah, so there's different aspects of earth and climate science. There's geology, uh-huh. hydrology, and then oceans, weather, and climate. And I'm p- planning on doing my graduate work in hydrology just because 
because water is important. Yeah, and that gives me another aspect of my education that I can get work in and yeah something made me crazy last week or whatever two weeks ago they, they said that we had 17 billion gallons of water dumped on california from that storm mm-hmm. and i'm like did we save any of that fucking water like did no. we have no we have no we're like oh it's flooding it's so wet i'm like there's all this water we're gonna want that water in like five years when we go this insane drought it'll in be like, like three months we we're gonna want it that's true 17 yeah, billion and, gallons and yeah, we just and, let it go we're like whatever it's crazy yeah and that's one of the things that i want to like hopefully get involved in and be able to tackle is that's also specifically the water going to waste is an infrastructure issue mm-hmm. because currently all of our drainage systems lead straight to the ocean but if we were to have it designed where we can hit a switch and then the water goes into reservoirs and levees and stores it up and then sure you know because once it goes back to the ocean, we can't use it. We don't do desalination desalinization plants. Um, Why don't we do that? I, again, like I said, that's one of the things I want to get involved in. And it's like you'd think we do desalinization. You'd think the oceans are big. The water is there. The earth is 75% water. All we have is a salt problem. Right. <laughs> it's like, and Rogan had a bit about this of remove the salt and it's a party. And that's one of the things that just, it also irritates me is seeing everyone in California with green lawns and right. all this stuff and then who people taking 30 minute hour showers oh. and then they're complaining about the drought it's like no shit right it's i there was somebody uh i was pissed at him i was on the bus and i was overhearing their conversation like oh you know what the best part of my new apartment is like there's hot water forever i took a shower for an hour and i wanted to look at this guy and be like Motherfucker, why are you taking what could you possibly need to take an hour long shower for? What could you possibly need? What you, you uh, no one could even jack off in the shower for that long. Uh, like you want a, a fucking hour? What are you doing in the shower for? Are you exaggerating? Are you hyperbolizing? What do you don't brag about that shit? It's wasteful. Oh yeah, and at least tr- tr- save the water and wash your clothes, I don't know, something. Uh, you're preaching to the choir yeah, right now yeah, cuz my little brother takes hour long showers barely knows how to recycle and Ugh. and i and my parents will be like why is he taking such a long shower and i'm like he's an 18 year old boy what do you think he's doing in there yeah and but water's not a lubricant you dummy yeah and <laughs> i'm talking to your brother not you yeah and <laughs> it's and i it's always just it's irritating to me because it's just people aren't thinking forward-minded and yeah. that's one of the problems with society is of like going back to the excess society thing we think oh this stuff's gonna last forever of like no every no. action has a consequence and it's gonna bite us in the ass in a biblical proportion it's just funny because people are like well i didn't rain so much i don't get it it's not global warming it's global wetting and it's like okay dummies the polar ice caps melted. There's so much more water. It got sucked. You got sucked up by the clouds. It came over here. There's a bunch of new water because because the polar ice caps are melting. That's bad. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest misconceptions about climate change is that everything's going to get warmer and drier when all, at the actual cases, whatever the current like weather aspects of an area is, those are going to be exaggerated. Mm. Like India's going to get fucked. My professors explained it to me this way. Wet will get wetter and dry will get drier. 
Right. And California, we're right on that middle point where Northern California is wet as fuck, mm. and so in Southern California, everything looks like it's about to catch fire. Right, right, right. And it does oftentimes. I mean, look at San Diego. It's like every five years, it seems like it's on fire. Oh my! Every neighborhood around my parents' place has caught fire, and we're all just—we know one day it's. It's going to be one of those houses that's going to... It's crazy stuff. Yeah, people are... I feel like it's. it seems kind of like an obvious thing. And I'm not that... I'm not a scientist. But it seems like it seems like an obvious thing. Like, the the uh, the, the tsunamis are going to get bigger. The fucking... Okay, well, this is the thing about tsunamis. I've been thinking about this. And I'm not, I'm not a scientist, but I'm like, I'm not dumb either. But still. So, we take oil out of the earth, right? Okay, so... Millions of years ago, there were dinosaurs, and then all their stuff decomposed, and they turned into oil, and now it's down there, and we suck out the oil. But they replaced the oil with water, which doesn't seem to make any sense. Because if you're taking out these deep pockets of stuff, and you're not refilling it with stuff, wouldn't it make sense that that could, I don't know, shift the, shift the seismic plates because you know there's something underneath here now you've taken it out and you can go and then those earthquakes are going to resound and create tsunamis and have huge problems it's like maybe there is no correlation between that but i would think oh no you're making a really good point because oil is very dense and thick and when you pull it out that leaves a gap and that's actually why in the midwest which isn't that seismically active they've in like oklahoma and nebraska and all these places where fracking's big they're having like weekly earthquakes because they keep removing the oil and then they're putting in water which chemically is different and all you're doing is wasting water and (laughs) yeah the mass is not the same oh and that's why like like or the mass is the same but the no the volume's the same but the mass is different yeah and that's so that's it's like duh doesn't that seem kind of basic but then i'm like there's scientists doing this shit well, yeah, and that's the thing that a lot of my friends who are geology majors are having the issue of is they want to make money and pay off their student debt, but they have to work for evil corporations. Right, to, sure. And, and their, their integrity is in question. Yeah, and again, like that's why the Midwest is having these ridiculous earthquakes, and look how windy and sunny it is in California. All we have to do is put up some solar panels, right? And, and some turbines, and be, we're great. We're, we need to we need to secede from the union. The other thing that I think is nutballs is that right. So, and no one made this correlation cor, correlation either. But uh, India and Pakistan were doing underground bomb testing, and then shortly after, there was a big tsunami. And so I'm like. Do we not see the correlation between testing bombs underground, shifting, moving things around, causing like earthquakes, causing these these other natural disasters? I mean, cause and effect, right? You blow something up underground, it's got to have an effect, right? Like, yeah. there's a causality. Is there not? No, you're exactly right. And that's all tsunamis are. They're the side effect of underwater earthquakes. And... That and humans, we are some stupid monkeys. Are like, we? we must be. You, um, when they were um, testing nuclear bombs, like in the 50s, they were went above all, ground. They went to all these specific islands and they told which the people they evacuated some and they told other people they were going to be safe. Well, the wind changed direction one day oh, and blew fallout all over this island, oh. and an entire island of people got radiation burns. 
and, and we and people don't they don't talk about and there's like stuff. oops so, like oops. sorry he's calm mistake it's like stop playing god with technology you barely can understand exactly well and that's this is this is a crazy thing in the uh, in Japan they had their their reactors and the fallout and the radiation 300 Japanese fishermen all came down with nut cancer at the same time it was like 10 months after and it's like hello Japanese fishermen 300 Japanese fishermen all got ball cancer gee I wonder why and yeah. all of that stuff blew right over to California too. They were even testing radiation in like Petaluma cows and like Petaluma chickens. So like our milk and our eggs were affected by the radiation. But no one talks about that. Yeah, and people don't realize how <laughs> interconnected everything is. The Earth. Like, yes. I can't remember who told me this, um, but uh, we've also gone over in my classes is that sand from the Sahara ends up in the Amazon forest because of wind. And people will think like, oh, things are isolated geographically, but we're all on the same round rock. Like that's why there's trash from the Pacific. And you say round rock. What do you think about those flat earthers? It's the dumbest thing you've ever heard, right? Because I don't want, I don't think they should be given any attention or debate time. Or it's like, listen, that's like if someone were to say, like, the sky's purple. It's like, uh, cool, get away from spheres of influence. And sure. it's it's just irritating to me because it's like, you have an iPhone in your hand, yet you're denying one of the fundamental principles of, like, Gravity, science and yeah. human understanding. Sure, absolutely. It's, and it's just stuff like that. It's just based I, completely not I hate science. just click culture where it's like, oh, people are that stupid. Let's give them more attention. It's like, no, it's it's like giving the mumble rapper a microphone. Don't. Sure, sure, sure. Don't do it. Yeah, it's, like it's our fault if we give him the microphone. And then morons who want attention, who don't have any other skills or aspirations are like, oh, I can Ooh. get my, valida- my existential validation. Sure. And then they'll say stuff like that. And it's like... Like we, I, it's, I mean, it's I've looked at some famous, of it. and it's so infuriating to me when yeah, it's like that's absolutely true. there's amazing scientists and poets who are saying truly profound things that can make us all equal and one. Yet it's like, oh, this this mumble rapper did something crazier. Oh, this flat earther. Let's let's give him a microphone. <laughs> that I watched a whole documentary on that flat Earth thing, and I was like, really? Like, you really think you really think we're just a plate? Like. That it's the hubris. It's it's beyond hubris. It's saying that man is so special that there is no universe. That everything that exists is purely to please us, or that there's something, or that we're like in a snow. The idea that we're a snow globe and that there is a god out there above us, going like, look at all these pretty lights up here. These aren't real. These aren't real stars. You can't actually travel anywhere. All of this is fake. We're inside this dome. I'm like. I like stories too. I mean, it's it's almost like the science fiction stories with Stephen King when he's talking about all oh, that the whole universe just rests on a turtle's back, and it's like no, I mean, like in story time we can say yeah, 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 yeah. That, that that fiction is cool. It's fun to have myths and it's fun to talk about. Like Zeus is in a chariot and he's carrying, or the sun god carries the sun with a chariot across the sky, and that's why it exists. Okay, that sounds like fun, but. 
we we like we've moved past that science is real right yeah and from a scientific and <laughs> historical perspective religion is what happened when people were too stupid to understand science sure it's like sure. you the moon and sun are round what do you think we're on and right. if you go far enough around one part of the earth you'll end up in the same spot and right I'm, and i'm with you there like stories are cool but if you're using this old book or this like people don't i feel like are losing the concept of metaphors sure and like They're people yeah. i've read a lot of like ancient history and how like oh religion was used by smarter cultures to explain aspect to explain scientific aspects to people who couldn't grasp who, the who couldn't read because they weren't educated only the priests could read or, or decipher these symbols that were being written down and all that stuff and you've got to explain it to the dumb people because at the time not everybody had access to knowledge yeah and it's just it's like just irritating knowledge. to me because i'm like we're like do we have to invest more in education or like i think these flat earthers if we're testing space rockets why don't we use some live test monkeys like at least they'll be like oh it's round and my and i'm running out of air you know <laughs> but oh that's the earth down there yeah and it's just again it's just i think we've as a society we've gotten so obsessed with click culture and like going and just the next fad that we've made so many stupid people famous it's yeah so they're drowning out all the smart people because we have more information at our fingertips than, than at ever. any time yeah. in human history sure. yet we're giving attention to the morons it's you know it's it's hard having access to i feel like having access to all of the knowledge actually makes us dumber because i don't have a smartphone um but i don't even my phone that even my dumb phone still I don't I don't have anyone's phone numbers memorized anymore it's all in my phone if I lost yeah. my phone I'd be lost it's the same thing like the computer desktop here it has all of my passwords saved if <laughs> if I don't have access to this computer I have no idea what my passwords are because I've made myself dumber by relying on technology yeah. like I think it technology gives us the forgiveness almost to be dumber like we used to memorize things. I don't know. I still know my times tables. Kids right now, you ask them, you ask a nine-year-old, which they should fucking know their times tables, and they don't. They're like, four times four. I sometimes, I, I babysit some kids, and then we'll be doing math homework and stuff, and they'll say four times four, and she'll look at me, and she's like, four times four, and I'm like, sweetheart, I have it memorized. This is not for me. This is for you. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm like, you can think about it. Put four fours together, four, 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 four count them up how many are there but you don't even have to count them up like once you figure it out conceptually just fucking memorize it oh uh, yeah i can't just, memorize anymore people just i'm i'm so, so with you there because i know people who are adults that don't understand the concept of recycling or that yeah. thing or that gas pollutes the earth it's like right. suck on the end of a car's tailpipe sure and tell me how great you feel afterward and it's it's also one of those things where people are just they're getting scapegoated because people assume like oh you know that you probably should know this but i remember in my elementary school class we would time each other to see who could do the most multiplication problems that's good and yeah and i definitely feel you that we're scapegoating too much because i only know two phone numbers yeah. it was the first two phone numbers i learned my mom's and my dad's if i had to call i don't remember the number of anyone who i met in the last four or five yeah, years i have no idea i don't even know i don't even i've been dating my boyfriend for six years i have no idea what his phone number is it's some 310 area code yeah and six nine two i have no idea i have no idea and pff, I, he's like i call him more than anybody else no idea 
it's the technology is ruining us. Here's a crazy thing. I don't know if you know this. They don't recycle in Missouri or Arkansas. There's no recycling programs at all. Like there's no, not only is there no green bin, there's no blue bin. They just throw everything out together. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, well, I'd, like, I'd be, this is 2019. Well, Are I'm you pretty sure the history textbooks me? also refer to slavery as indentured servitude. Down yeah, there. that's true too. Getting the wrong, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. And, but even like we think we're doing a good job recycling. One of my classmates is from Sweden. The way she talks about her country sounds like a fairy tale. Sure. Where it's like everything's morally run. Classes are 45 minutes long because that's how long people's attention spans are. Wow, that's And I have great. to explain to her, it's like, oh, this is a game of Monopoly gone horribly wrong that we're all living in. Yeah, <laughs> sure. With little pieces of paper that float through my hands. And like, what is... You I went mean, from a fairy tale to a dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're... And we have no, we have a lack of critical thinking going on with everybody. It's very scary. We're not, we don't seem to be able to, we're fed a lot and that we can regurgitate. But it's like, do you, do we really know? Do we really think? Do we really question what's going on right now? I think some people are. Yeah, I definitely, there is a growing group of people who are questioning and being like, oh, neither side is right because they're banking on different things. And there is a growing group of critical thinkers, but I also think we're giving into humans are tribal creatures. I've listened to mm-hmm. lectures with evolutionary psychologists where we love picking one team or the other. Beca- and Why can't we have 12 teams though? It makes me crazy that all the only choices we have right now, we've polarized it into Democrats and Republicans. Why don't we have like a 12 party system well, where... Here's, um, I'm getting my minor in race and resistance studies. Oh, you are! That's cool. So, like, cool. I'm a big history geek. I've been an activist since I was 14. And, White guy, very nice. Um, yeah, and but here's the thing is, one of the biggest misconceptions is that our political parties are public entities. They are private institutions who function in the public sector. Huh. So, that's why when they screwed Bernie, they didn't, they didn't have to pick Bernie. They... All of our voting is they take into consideration. Mm. And that is one of the... I've had teachers who referred to America as it's a game built broken and we keep trying to fix a broken game. Sure. And that's where everyone thinks like, oh, why didn't they do that? Well, it's it's the same way Twitter gets to decide who's on their platform and who's not. That's true. But in in 1849, there were actually... We had tons of political parties. We had the Federalists. We had the Anti-Federalists. We had a group called the Copperheads. We had we had the pro-bank Democrats, which I'm like, pro-bank Democrats. And the anti-renter party, there was an anti-renter party. And I think yeah. it's so funny. There were so many parties. There was a party called the Anti-Nebraskans. I'm like, who gives a shit about Nebraska to have an <laughs> anti-Nebraska? There were so many. And there were the Democrats and the Republicans. So... Actually, the Republicans were the Federalists then. They didn't become Republicans until like 1900s or something, whatever. But there, we used to have a multiple party system. It used to, mm-hmm. I don't think it was always broken. I think we somehow polarized ourselves in, you know, past the Industrial Revolution for, I don't know, to, to, well, to bolster our economy? I don't, I don't know. Well, there's a great documentary series called All for Stones Untold History of the U.S., which oh. as a history geek, I can say, he got so many facts right that gets overlooked. And yeah. at one point in the documentary, they go into um, er, the mid-1800s where America was deciding, are we going to be an agrarian society of farmers and traders and just mind our own business? Or are we going to be an empire? Right. And people on the left wanted to be like, hey, let's just mind our own business because Europe's always going to be at war with someone else. Because sure. 
and we weren't even a colonial nation at that point. But these pow- these warhawks and power horrors were all like going, huh, control of everything sounds nice. Let's sure does. Let's then, take Mexico. Yeah, and that's and that entangled us in a lot of those problems. This but. was Mexico. We're where, where we are right now in San Francisco used to actually be Mexico, and so I find it so hilarious how now we're dealing with like these border issues and the wall and all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, assholes, 150 years ago, this was Mexico. Oh yeah, and that's people note and draw the connections. Like, hey, do you ever wonder why? LA has a Spanish name. Right. Or, San Francisco is also Spanish. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like literally. San Francisco. St. Francisco. Los Angeles. The Angels. Like the city of angels. The. I think LA could be due for a different name. San Diego. Yeah. You and, know, St. Diego. But people are just, they're dumb. Like we. Camino Real. The real road. What like, about it's, New Mexico? Right. And there's all these like uber Republicans who are like, this has always been America. It's like. Arizona was fucking Mexico. And they're like, get the Mexicans out and it's like you fuck bags like really but, I, and we'll even say like oh the 13 original colonies well people were there before columbus true. didn't discover shit yeah he didn't even discover he didn't even land here he landed in like fucking haiti or some shit no and that's one thing that i still <laughs> crack up about i have i know history teachers and professors who still refer to them as indians and i'm like ooh, like native americans it's like okay can we i get it it's the in the lexicon that that we refer to them as indians but Come on. The least we can do is call them what they are, native. Like. Right, exactly. And we stole. We're just thieves. We're just plagiarists and thieves. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've, been, I've been existentially flummoxed lately with the idea of who our president is and how we are re-embracing misogyny and racism as a nation. And it's so scary to me that we're like, yeah, we're racist as fuck. Like, <laughs> everyone's like, yeah, great. Yeah, women, put them back in the kitchen. Take away their rights. It doesn't matter. They don't need them. Like, it's it's crazy to me. Yeah, and you, yeah, and I'm definitely with you there. I was like, I didn't think I would live to see the rise of white nationalism again. It's it's nutballs. Like, yeah. Like, my, I had ancestors that fought in World War II. I thought, you know, oh, that was... And then there were punk songs about Nazis, but I was like, ah, oh, that's, we've grown, you know, yeah, we've grown. We've, but it's also one of those misconceptions of that. We think we being in California, we think, oh, we made all these leaps and sure. Everything's different and great. And we love and everybody. Strides. And it's, but people don't realize like, Hey, there's still a lot of people who like grew up in the South who lived through segregation and were pro segregation. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson is 70, and he just spoke out against Trump. He grew up in segregated Tennessee. Like, it was literally... it In in a lot of people's lifetimes, they can remember being a child and having to go to segregated schools, having segregated water fountains, not being able to... Like, their rights as an American to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness were completely infringed upon. There was no equality. It, there was... Separate but equal doesn't exist because you're separate. Like... It's the same thing as women. Are we are we truly equal? No. No. Is there a wage disparity still? Yes. Is there a wage disparity between people of color and? But yes. And we all we're kind of like we're st- we're still letting this happen. Like we're yeah. allowing it to be. And yeah, and I'm completely agree with you. And 
but look at who wrote the rules for the country. Sure. It was slave owners who wanted freedom. Right. It was, sure. And it was all these business owners and stuff like that. And I feel like after all, at the end of like the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, there should be a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You know what we mean. Yeah, for white dudes, not for women either. I mean, this is... Because we are a free nation that was found upon genocide. Look who was on the $20 bill. Right. Andrew Jackson. Sure. Like... That dude was responsible for the trail of tears. Oh. Yet we're still, yet, you know, if I have a 20 in my pocket, I'm like, it's a good day. Right. You know? It's, we are, I, I carry so much white guilt. Oh, I carry, I'm, I carry so much white guilt. And I think that. You should. We should. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, like, I ancestors who fought for the Confederacy. Like, oh yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's another no, story. hey, it's fine. Yeah, and it's, it is. it's like, I, and also it's like being like, I'm pretty much full blood Irish, and, you know, we were, we did a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. but, and that's also like just acknowledging, like, because I know some people who are white and be like, we didn't, we didn't do that. It wasn't us. I'm cool. I live in California. Like, it was my parents and my yeah. parents' parents. Yeah, and but it's like, hey, we're still a part of that same tree, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, and it wasn't that long ago that we interned Japanese people in California. Oh, yeah. Whenever you drive up to Vegas, you drive through Barstow and you see the internment camps. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... Yeah, Manzanar and all that stuff. It's we, crazy. It was, that wasn't that long ago that both segregation and we had our own fucking concentration camps. For yeah. Japanese people. It's nuts to me. Oh, and then yeah. we're like, oh, Auschwitz was so bad and the Germans were terrible. And it's like, hey, America, when you're pointing the finger over there, there's three fingers pointing right back at you about interning people. That was, they took away it, that stuff they did to Japanese people. And it was, it was only like, it wasn't that long ago. It was like 60 years ago. They, we took away their businesses in LA and San Diego. There was a huge Japanese community in San Diego that had all these businesses and the government just said, well, you got to go tomorrow. So people had to sell things for like 10 cents on the dollar. And sometimes they had to leave it without selling it. And then other people just take it over. They lost all of their livelihoods and they were put into camps in the cold. Yeah. yeah. Awful. And um, lost their houses. And I was in APUS history in high school. And one of my teachers did one of the greatest, most slash deranged social experiments ever, where we came into class one day and there were papers on everyone's desk. He waited until everyone sat down. He goes, flip over the papers. Every photo was of a burnt, mutilated corpse oh, God. in black and white. And he goes, so the Nazis did this to the Jewish people. And there were people of Jewish descent in that class crying. Everyone was crying. I was just like numb going, what's happening? Yeah. And then he let it sink in. And he's like, all right, those weren't Jewish people. The Nazis didn't do that. Those were Japanese people, victims of the atomic bombs. Wow. America did that. We, and we killed 178. We vaporized 178,000 people in two days. Civilians. Civilians. Non- we vaporized 178,000 people in two days. Yeah, the cold. We started in turn the Cold War and the yeah. nuclear arms race. Yeah. And I applauded that teacher. And I'm like, that's like traumatizing experiment. But it was also it. It really happened. It was enlightening to be like, hey, we. Let's put down the star-spangled awesomeness and just... Because I feel like as a country, some people have a hard time going like, can we admit we messed up? Like 178,000 people. And that was from the initial blasts. Yeah. That doesn't even count the radiation burns, the people that got cancer later, the people that lived with uh, like the psychological scarring, but also like physical 
in incredible physical danger. Like, and the other thing that's nutballs is that that's over there in Japan, but there's fallout over here. Like, it's like we were saying earlier, there's one world. If we drop bombs, if there's nuclear weaponry going off anywhere, it circles the globe. Like, yeah. it f- goes through the atmosphere. Oh, it's, yeah, and it's, it's so f- hilarious. It's sort of like if you shit on one end of the house, you're going to smell it on the yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, you didn't get that. So funny. Yeah, sure. and that's just yeah. every it's poop particles in the air. There's poop particles in the air. <laughs> so you're smelling poop particles. Yeah, and it, that's just one of the things is people forget. Like, oh, we're all on the same planet. Like Vietnam is still screwed from like we destroyed an entire forest over there. Oh my god, I think about the monkeys and the butterflies all the time. Like with Agent Orange and how we how we just deforested an entire country not just killing the Viet Cong or killing Vietnamese people, innocent people, but like we probably extinguishes the wrong word, uh, extinct, made so many species extinct of bugs and of butterflies and of monkeys and whatever lives in a motherfucking forest. I mean, tigers probably, all kinds of shit. Cause we just read, we weren't even, and the people are like, oh, you're worried about the, the tigers in Vietnam? And it's like, well, I'm worried about everything in Vietnam in the 70s that we just deforested for no reason. Like, that was some of the most fertile land on the earth. Sure. And But the thing is, we're doing the same thing in the Middle East. Have you heard about oh, depleted uranium? No. So when, what they found a way to make use of the exposed of the drained fuel rods from uranium. Oh. And they put a, they use it as the armor of tanks and they use it to armor bullets because um, depleted uranium can pierce most like armored vehicles wow. and body armor so they're putting it in the ends of bullets but they were finding now because soldiers and people in the middle east were handling them and getting shot by them that they were passing this radiation poisoning off to their kids who were born later Whoa. and now in the middle east like if you're in the military and stuff and you worked with that there's a chance your kids or your wife have been exposed to radiation wow. and it's this intense because so this is the similarly this makes sense because I have a friend who uh, went through some he had some cancer in his bladder and um, they gave him this special radiation in his bladder and he had to pee downstairs in a different bathroom he couldn't use the same toilet as his wife because she could get radiation from his pee because it was in his bladder <laughs> so if he they couldn't use the same toilet because the, the pee was so radioactive that you can spread it around the same thing if you if it's in your body it's in your body it's yeah crazy. and this is one of the things i hate most just about people in general is we reduce everything to a single subject or viewpoint of we'll think of geography in terms of politics like it's like oh let's Lines build this wall or sure. hit this area with this weapon well it's like if you build a wall you're cutting off so many animals migration routes sure. and you're going to in turn change the genetic makeup of that species because you're they're going to be isolated resource wise and genetically sure um if you take out say this plant or this resource everything else that relies on that is going to have to relocate yeah and what we, think, the coyotes in, we do? think in everything in terms of lines in the sand when like no it's everything's spread out and diverse like we think of the country as red states versus blue states when portland's a super liberal city as soon as you get past the tall buildings it's trump country really in oregon yeah oh that's why there's a huge amount of militias and white supremacist groups 
in Oregon and have been historically because they can just hide out in the woods. Wow. And that's the same thing with California of you leave the cities and drought stricken farmers are going to be supporting Trump. Huh. Every, huh. Everything's blended and diverse, but we like to think of red versus blue, um, red team versus blue team, good guys versus bad guys. When it's sure. Like, there's, polarize it's a lot more complex than that. Sure. We, it's just people with agendas try to reduce it to good guy versus bad guy. Right. And it's, it's God a, versus Satan. You believe in the devil? <laughs> I think he, if he is real, I think he has a much better taste in music because yeah, church I, yeah. put me to sleep and sure, yeah, I don't. Like I don't think are boring. I don't think Lemmy's going to heaven, but <laughs> why not? He, you know, he was good. He was. I'm sure. I'm sure he prayed to the porcelain god quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you uh, you're only 21. You like to drink. Yeah, I love to drink. Yeah, okay. But just I'm all, um, yeah, and I'm also just my. I've had relatives who had problems with alcohol. And oh, okay. So it's like I like to drink, but I also like to pick and choose because I know every action has a consequence. But yeah, you know, I, I drank last night, but I, I don't feel hungover. I'm very lucky today. Yeah, my whole thing is just okay. I don't like I to drink enough. alone. I feel like that's oh, yeah. that's a line that, that you know what. But if I, I but I love doing it with friends and family because it sure. loosens them up a bit. My brother, after a few drinks. He's quiet when he's sober, but a few drinks in him, he's the funniest person I know. And well, he's 18, though. You shouldn't be feeding no, him. No, I'm talking about my older brother. Oh, brothers. you have an older brother. I have there two older brothers. And, oh, wow. You have and, a big family of boys. Yeah, and drinking Jesus. with them is... Yeah, and like, I think alcohol is awesome as a place, but I also think... I, like, I've told people, like, I'd rather be a pothead than a boozer. Like, yeah, me too. Because it's... Pot. Pot's good. Uh, yeah, and also, people don't realize this, but alcohol is a short-term suppressant and a long-term depressant. and right. Yeah, I mean, that's, th- I didn't, when people say, oh, alcohol's depressant, I'm like, no, it doesn't, it makes me hyper, but it's the day after that I get oh, depressed. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm a horrible person, what did I do, I don't remember, how did I get home, who knows? Uh, yeah, I teach in the mornings, and I, I've i taught quite a bit hungover, and that's always a day where I gotta put a smile on my face, and not, ex- and Power just through. pretend like I'm completely fine for my nine-year-old students. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's tough. It's but, hard to be around little kids when you're hungover. But if Oosh. you get high one day, you're gonna f- you're not feeling anything. That right, right. It doesn't have. Although, like it has all, a cute your, your build cereal's up, gone. That's the your cereal's gone. Yeah, I have I have good cereal right now at home. Um, I'm Trader Joe. I went to Trader Joe's yesterday. It was great. There's some conveniences that I'm I'm happy that we have. Oh yeah, that things have gotten easy that way. I, I mean. I learned recently that packaged food actually is a byproduct of wartime. So the reason that we started having like all of these packaged foods and things was in World War One. We were trying to feed our feed our military, and then in World War Two we really expanded it. And we have all this new packaging, like because you, you didn't used to get like chips in a bag. Yeah, there, but. So when you used to do rations and, and military stuff, it was all tin cans. But then they're like, oh, look, we figured out this other way to preserve food and have it last longer. And then the war ended and they were like, what are we going to do with this new technology? Ah, here we go. And then the processed food industry really like, because grocery yeah. stores used to be meat, fruits, vegetables, yeah, bread. Like real, like how Whole Foods is now. But even Whole Foods now, there's so much packaged shit. And it's like, it's organic, but it's packaged. Yeah. All of that came from wartime, which I find very interesting. And that's one of the biggest things I've tried to do just to reduce my environmental impact is I only buy stuff that is biodegradable or recyclable packaging. Oh, nice. And just because like I've studied like the 
Pacific Garbage Patch. Oh, and, God, that thing and is And stuff insane. like that where it's just... I always tell people, like, you don't have to be a scientist to make a huge impact. Just a shorter shower here, not using a straw or, you know... Yeah, not absolutely. Use, or, you Refilling know, your plastic your, your water bottle refilling it a couple times just not even having a plastic water bottle getting a I've getting never, a thing I, I it's been probably a year and a half since i bought coffee or a water bottle that's great i have yeah. my reusable mug and my reusable bottle and i fill it up when i can and makes a huge difference yeah and little things can make a big difference what are the top this is what we'll leave on what are the top 10 things that people can do to to lower their carbon footprint here that they might not already be doing um conserve electricity like turn out lights you're not using change your bulbs out for led stuff that's more energy efficient because that pulls energy from the grid how about like um, so i unplug things when i leave like i never that, leave my toaster plugged in oh, is no, that good i do that too like, okay okay but people think like oh people think i'm nuts if, no because <laughs> if they're if it's showing a light that's drawing electricity to put energy into that light um re- Kind of going back to what I said before, just buy stuff that's in biodegradable or recyclable packaging. Isn't and, that weird how cereal like is a in a bag in a box? Like, why don't we just? Yeah, and why the box and the bag? Why like both? Why not just one or the other? I don't, I don't know either. Okay, so lower water bottle slash coffee mug. Yeah. Chain. Turn off lights if you're not using them. Shorter showers. Now we've got three. Keep going. Um. Cutting down the packaging. Cutting down uh, on packaging. Yeah, like straws aren't recyclable yet. I see a ton of people with those, and watch the video of that turtle getting the straw pulled out of its nose. Oh. And yeah, and that Turtles. just um, if you see trash on the ground that could go in a bin, do it because it, it will end up in the ocean in an animal, and you know, right? They're finding birds and fish full of garbage. Oh. And and eventually that's going to be stuff we're going to have to eat because we're killing off all the water. Sure, sure. Because the fish have plastic in them because we're they live in the water mm-hmm. and they eat the water, they breathe the water. So yeah. then they have the plastic in them, the inorganic yeah. compounds. Yeah, and if you drive, just drive a little less because that stuff... Take the bus. So the, so basically... The, the biggest uncertainty yeah. in every climate change model is our CO2 emissions. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that's the one... Th- we can account for every single factor, except humans keep driving cars. We keep pumping pollution in the atmosphere with factories. And the sooner we reduce our... The, like, the direct CO2 emissions... Sure. The better chance we have, like... But CO2 comes out of all our bodies. Like, yeah, when but, we breathe in oxygen, we breathe out carbon dioxide that's just that's just what happens so we're constantly yep. like adding to, to a degree and plants dioxide. before cars the natural system worked out fine plants absorbed what we exhaled and they gave us oxygen in return right but now we have these um engines on wheels that are pumping stuff out day and night and growing up in la if you go into the hills you can see you can a see, smog lining yeah. that looks like someone smudged pencil across paper right and Oof. like if you're born in LA you have thicker nostril hairs and really? respiratory issues no yeah. yeah because um your body like growing up it's like oh we got to step our game up to you're filter superheroes people from LA are superheroes you've been genetically modified to deal with your environment Oh, I your bodies to- have you have you are darwinism at its finest it's <laughs> i would say evolution. at its finest we're we are a tense angry population of people that right. does not trust anyone even our f- our friends and family well 
it's hard to trust people from LA or I'm going to say Southern California in general because there is a flakiness factor that is so pervasive. People will be, they will act like they are your best friend. Oh yeah, we're going to go do tomorrow. We're going to do that. Never call you again. Oh, it's about to text you. It'll be great. Nothing, nothing. Just complete. You can't trust anybody. If like even the one thing they say, they're, they're just in speaking with them. They say, oh yeah, let's totally hang out. You're never going to hang out with that person. Friends, girlfriends. I've, All of it. you know, it's, it's flaky. It's flaky. They're flaky as a pastry down there. Yeah. But also pastries are delicious. Oh, and I have a quite the appetite for yeah, them. Yeah, yes, me too. Thank you so much, oh, Shane so Kenny. Much this me. has been an enlightening some yeah. call me Tim. Hey everybody, do a little bit and lower your carbon footprint. But just remember, if you use the same teepee to wipe your nose and then your tushy, you can't give your butthole herpes. I did not know that. That's herpes simplex 1 and 2, same herpes, just location, location, location. That's why <laughs> if you really want to hate fuck your ex-boyfriend, wait till you're getting a little tingle on your lip and you know you're getting that herpes. Go find that motherfucker. Just kidding. Don't ever do that. That's an awful thing to do to a person. Well, it's but, not a crime anymore. They to you you don't have to tell people you have an STD. Because of R. Kelly? Thanks, R. Kelly. <laughs> Was that, that was the, he, he actually he gave someone an STD. Well, anyways, herpes, herpes is 70% of people have herpes. Calm down. But it's on their face. It's not on their girly yeah. and boy, boy parts. So don't do that, people. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. It's danger, danger. Take care of yourselves. And uh, thank you so much. Where Thanks can so people much, see you? Where can people see you perform next? Um, I'm going to be at the Fillmore tonight uh, with Comedy Couch and cool. And then I'm going to be doing uh, the Double Whammy Challenge Mike at Beer Nerds. Comedy Couch is on Wednesday? Um, they. I thought they were Kip, on Friday. Uh, Kip w- worked out something with the Fillmore and we're going to be doing a mic there tonight. And, wow. It's uh, an open mic? Yeah, it's in. Oh, wow. At the Fillmore. That's crazy. I work. I work. But that's that's amazing. Good for him. I didn't yeah. realize that. So, yeah, Comedy Couch at the Fillmore. And, yeah, and I'm on every social media, Twitter, Instagram. I'm at the myth of Shannon. Uh, good luck I'm spelling right that. On. Yeah, good luck but, spelling it. S-E-A-N-A-N. Got it. Yeah. Pronounced Shane. Yeah. Because Irish people are weird. Uh Thank you again for being here. This Thanks was a so lot of fun. This has been some Anytime. Call Me Tim. We've learned a lot about climate change. Thank you. Uh, everybody, do something good for the planet. All right? Get a fucking coffee mug. We'll see you guys next time on Some Call Me Tim. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento. 
Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Back up on the house. 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. (laughs) All on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, Oh, you can can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> 
Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Because we have to be courteous of the next show. And they're really cool guys. It's like some old school hip hop show. 
when they were gonna clap don't forget it's 11 11 make a wish you know i usually make a wish for 11 11 during the day when i see 11 11 a.m or 11 11 p.m however it's 11 11 all day so all your wishes will come true only if you believe like peter pan if you ever seen hook and you like tinkerbell dies if you don't believe in her so you gotta clap and you gotta believe in Tinkerbell. So believe in your dreams, believe in your wishes, believe in your hopes, believe in your aspirations, and just keep praying on them. If you guys seen the sun today, it was a pinkish reddish color. That's how you know today was a magical day. Also, we also had Smoky Oakland going on. So you have to be careful of that. I don't know if that's why the sun was beautiful and shining like it was, or if it was just some natural shit, but it's 11 11, so some magical shit's going on. So put your affirmations into the universe. So since I was a teenager, when 11 11 came i took a time out so it took 60 seconds if that's what i had and i made my wishes i ain't gonna say they all came true but it seems like everything that i ever wished for either it worked out or i didn't get it because if i got it i wasn't gonna be appreciative of it so it means i haven't yet to get it and i will get it the other day i was in class with a student and 11 11 came and this is how serious it was i was looking at 11 11 and i was like bro i need to make a wish right motherfucking now and we're reading right motherfucking now what do i do i said it's 11 11 everybody make a wish it was just me and him i was like everybody everybody got a wish make it right now and he was like i said you too and he was like my wish is to graduate high school i said whoop there it is you're gonna graduate high school my friend just because you wished it on 11 11 so now today's 11 11 so don't forget to put your affirmations everything that you want write it down if you too scared to speak it out loud light your candles just it's, it's like 11 11 is like a holiday for spiritual people it's like as you're growing and, and learning what what spirituality is to you because once you realize that religion is religion and it's not has nothing to do with spirituality then you start trying to figure out what spirituality is to you so days like this where 11 11 comes out and it's like a day a number that you always seen and you always feel some connection to it i've always felt a connection to it since i was a teenager and i never really understood it 100 percent. so now that i get to actually my uh, this is the first time this is the first year of me actually trying to involve myself in holidays that actually mean something or days that mean something like the de los muertos i was able to build an altar um and today i'm able to light my candle when i get home i light my candle i'm trying to get some things in order when i get home but just really taking yourself today like what who are you who do you want to be and don't forget that even though you're making wishes and you're putting this stuff into the universe, the universe only works if you work. So you put these things in the universe and you tell them the universe what it is that you need and the universe is susceptible today. So she's listening, he's listening, however you feel about the universe, they're listening extra, extra hard today. The, the portable portal, all the spiritual people are saying the portal is open. If you don't believe, then that's on you. If you want to pray to God, whoever you want to pray to, Jesus, whoever it is that helps you connect the spirituality, pray to them. And once you open up that door and you ask for all the things that you want and you need, as long as you work towards your goals, the doors of opportunity will open up easily. That's the whole point of asking right now. So that 
the things that you want and need will come to you with no issue as long as you're working towards those as long as you put in the effort if you're not putting in the effort and you're just wishing upon a star ain't shit gonna happen because you have to actually show the universe that you're gonna work sometimes the universe gives things to people and that's just on the relationship that they have the connection that they have whatever happened in the past life whatever agreement however that works that's that shit but sometimes the universe makes you work for what you're supposed to get you've already had that opportunity for you to actually get what you're supposed to get from the universe and you blew it you were too greedy whatever it is that you did you fucked it up so now and that's what i believe about myself that whatever happened in the past life i was either evil whatever it is because i already have those tendencies where i was just like oh if i had this i would pop 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 so i'm in a predicament right now where i have i have to learn and i have to come from the bottom and understand the people that are at the bottom so that i don't ever make whatever mistake i made ever again so i'm working towards all the things that I want in need in life, I'm working towards those because the universe is like, you're going to have to work this time, bitch. If you're going to sit on your ass, you're going to be hungry. If you get up and do all the things, all the opportunities, all the shit that I'm giving you, because every time I need a job, bitch, I find one. Oh, yeah. It's easy. Never it's so, never. It seems like there's people who be like, I can never find a job. And it's like, why? Yeah, I will walk home like... And she just falls in your fucking lap. You be like, damn, I just, that was, okay, well. So the, uh, the universe gives it to people. Some people get opportunities, they get gifts, and things, shit just happens to them because whatever sacrifice they gave in the past life. But sometimes you have to actually work. So if you out there hungry and struggling, if you're not doing what you're scared of doing, then the universe is like, if you're not going to do what you're scared of doing, I'm not going to help you. As long as you acting and pushing forward and saying, doing what you say you want to do, being who you say you want to be, then it's just going to come into fruition. So keep dreaming big, keep wishing big, but keep working towards your goals. Do not give up. Keep working towards it. Today's 11-11. It's a spiritual day. So do the rituals you feel that are personal for you. Do them do that shit it's a special day write down the ones in your dreams all the things that you need down create the magic spell it out spell out your desires that's what they say they say magic is in writing because you're spelling and they say you put a spell on people that's magic so spell some shit out write the shit down uh get a real pencil or your favorite pen the one that's ink i don't fucking know i'm just a spiritual witch off instagram i'm not i haven't got I haven't got a blessing yet from like an actual priest or spiritual person. It's like, and I'm really. I'm like, I moved to the right neighborhood. Is it down the street, like down this street, or what street is it on? God, I can't. I, it's like off of Mission, I think, or maybe it's on twentieth or. Cause I feel like I've seen a botanica, but it was closed when I seen yeah. it. So it's like a little shack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It says ocean. Um, I didn't see. I didn't see what it said on top yeah. of it. Um, but I need to go there. Mm -hmm. I I want to go. It's just what I'm waiting for is the move. Once I move and I'm able to have my own space and I'm able to just like put up my altar that I want to put up and I'm comfortable, then I'll be able to get the crystals that I feel is. I'm supposed to have I want to get my candles even though I feel like that's like they be like charging $12 for candles that's a dollar at the other store so I'm like what's so special about these candles like let me know but I do want to go see like a spiritual person and have them like 
read my energy and like because I really was doing a lot of purple hair and that was like the crown energy so I'm like okay there it must be a reason why all of a sudden I'm just like I love purple but for me to just keep I can't if my hair is not purple I'm like what the fuck I need to do something oh it's not purple enough what the fuck so I'm gonna go to a botanica as soon as I move into my new house me and, and my comadre and my goddaughter are going to move into our new house and then we're going to have like nice beautiful it's going to just be a beautiful feel it's going to have a spiritual loving clean feel and i'm going to get my comadre a hairnet <laughs> that's all and then we're that's it and that's all so I'm gonna turn um, some music on as we close things down. Shout out to Rachel. Thank you so for so much for coming. You gonna have to come, since, especially since you're only eight minutes away. I'm here every Sunday, and usually we're like four o'clock. But today I was just vibing. I was just like, I'm not even chilling. I just got up, and when I left, I was like, oh, Bart's coming in thirty minutes. I can just take my time, and it's why my edges or nothing. It was like. This is God. And we got here just in the nick of time. I did not start the recording in the appropriate time. So shout out to Pam again. Because she makes things work like oil. That's why they call the oil spray Pam. That's why my mama's name is Pam. Because she makes things operate. <laughs> so shout out to Pam. Because she got the backup thing going. And it's going to get all of the show i'm still learning pam so and she listens to this so shout out to pam i tell her all the time oh, i don't tell her all the time but the one time she shouted me out i was like i hope you listen because i shout you all the time so i always shout pam out because she's so oily and slick <laughs> <laughs> and she fucking makes things work if it wasn't for pam one of these days i'm gonna come to the sunday meeting that starts at like 12 but it's just the thought of like i'm broke and I got me her at Bart. It's like I can't get on Bart twice. And I'm not about to sit out here in San Francisco with the funky monkey mans out there in the PB streets. I'd rather be at home <laughs> with the uh, who knows what. But it's seven fifty three. Where are these guys? Like, are they waiting outside? They probably waiting outside. You see them? Somebody Is somebody here? Hey! Okay, we're cut, we're shutting down. <laughs> He's he's all slick. It's almost like Pam. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna play some music, people, until we close out officially. My mic is too high again. I'm always in the red, but I'm a fucking devil. That's what they say on Instagram and Facebook. They say you can't. They say if you gotta be a strong person to fuck with Gemini's and Libras, cause we're devils. I'm like, we'll call us Lucius. Get it right, bitch. But yeah, I guess we'll play a, a little music. Oh, here we go again with this bullshit. <laughs> it's been real, y'all. Mary Poppins out.
anybody want some, cause he don't want half, nigga want the whole damn thing, oh, he say you gotta have it, yeah, yeah, the nigga have it, yeah, he don't want it, the nigga, he don't need it, the nigga, he don't want it, the nigga, he come over just to eat the pussy, How far is it away, Maine? From two hours to Portland, which is where Connor is, and then for some of the real fun shows, it's three, four hours. And the thing is that the saddest part about that is the shows in Bumfuck Maine are way better and more fun to do than most of the shows in Boston. Like that's why we'll make those trips. Are there? Yeah, are they? Do they, you, they get audience? You guys get audience? It's because there's yeah, nothing because else there's to nothing do. Else to do. Yeah. Nothing that's else to do. It's the thing to do in town that night. So they really yeah. Everybody like it. that's like the big event for the for the for the month is like oh the comedians are coming up from Boston like yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah they don't know you're not famous they have. Yeah. No idea. No, like no. Well, they just go. Here's a guy from a place you've heard of, and everyone's yeah. like, amazing. <laughs> and these people are. Yeah, it's like I, I did. A, I uh, did a show in Buckfield. I mean, <laughs> Once and some. That feels sounds made up. Yeah, it's outside of some rural town. I think it's outside of Lewiston, and some guy, some guy was like, "I've been drinking since two o'clock, getting like getting like pre-gaming for this comedy show." <laughs> and then they set off fireworks right after the show in the parking lot. Really? Right after the show, I did a show where they were throwing glow sticks into trees during my set. Oh man! And during the headliner that? set, that was actually in Bumfuck, Pennsylvania, but it's the same exact vibe. There was like war vets who were like, "We used to do this in the military to mark our place for the people coming out." I don't know. They're like these like glow stick flares. You'd fling them into trees. That was going on during the headliner set, and these guys were like, yeah, we do this all the time, and they, they're missing limbs from fireworks. Like, it's <laughs> You did uh, you did some shows like, like in some like random coal-like mining towns in like Pennsylvania. You coal country, USA. Another uh, boss comedian, Justin P. Drew, I feel Yeah, like. I got my start in Backwoods, Pennsylvania, and that is uh, a lot of fun if you love backwards people. It can, yeah. they, can be fun, they can be fun crowds sometimes. Yeah, but you know what? For, for comedians and, and people that never leave Boston or, you know, Know, whatever the respective city is, it's like, hey man, Portland. that yeah, that's it's good to get a look outside the bubble. Yeah, you exactly. have to, right? You, you gotta to like realize what comedian, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, and and you discover things where like, dude, Portland, Maine is like my favorite place to do comedy, man. Portland, Maine, Boston, but yeah, Boston. Oh, here we go. I'm getting a seat. I was leaning over. I can barely bend at the waist. It wasn't a good idea.
still ticket, ticket, comma, uh, still in my liver, real niggas in my condom, huh, feel, hit me back, feel this one where the powder pack, feel, bring me back, feel this one out in California, the flow is good, the hoe is good, the show is good, you know it's good, cool as me out front, that can't cool, still can't fuck, you know it's good, clean as tight, me no head and shoulders, hoe, you know it's good, shout out to my kid folk, just got on that Coca-Cola, Watch my pole fall in my go-kart, this my get away as fuck In my hood, we call it book, fuck by what you think of me All my hood be nines and dimes, all she want is chicken grease All you know is what your mammy taught you about the surface Get your meal ticket, ticket, meal ticket, ticket, I'm a uh, Still in my liver, real niggas in my condom, uh, Feel, hit me back, feel this one where the powder pack Feel, bring me back, feel this one out in
Friday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the House of Pride Show, live from San Francisco. I'm your host, Tweeka Turner. Today, I have a new co-host. She goes by the name of... She Run. Bring the mic close to you, girl. You know how to do that with those phallic <laughs> objects. She Run. <laughs> Welcome, She Run. It's great to have you here for the first time as a co-host. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. What's new, girl? Um, nothing much. Just 2018. Uh. <laughs> all right yeah off to a good start here <laughs> well 2018 i mean it's been great for me so far so um, i think it's gonna be revolutionary yeah i think so for a lot of people yes there's so much going on especially this weekend folks uh start things off we have uh we have a great room right now folks listening to us here at house pride radio if you want to call in at any time please do so the phone number is 415 um Five five zero zero five one one. That's four one five 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 zero. Oh, zero four one one. No, zero five one one. Thanks, she run. Well, that pot smoking. <laughs> But um, so many things happening uh, um, this weekend. We're going to get right into it. Uh, we're going to get right into it. themselves ladies and gentlemen sisters are not only doing it for themselves they're doing it for all of us here in san francisco every year now in golden gate park used to be in dolores park it is this their big annual easter affair uh people may know it from the hunky jesus contest but what i learned today is not only the hun hunky jesus contest there's also the foxy mary contest and the easter bonnet contest and here to talk to us about that is sister angelina from the sisters of petro indulgence hi nice guys applause for sister. hi guys how are you the only one clapping yeah that's <laughs> all right on, <laughs> is this thing on yes i can hear you guys. all right well oh, san francisco um. it is that time of year again that iconic and somewhat controversial uh san francisco um tradition of hungry jesus uh sisters easter in the park it happens it happens to also be our 39th anniversary so we are extremely excited to celebrate with our community that we serve um, but just real quickly also um, it's a huge uh, children's Easter we have jugglers fairies uh, 3,000 eggs stuffed with toys and candies so it's definitely a family affair. who was in charge of that Jimmy Strano uh, definitely not me no Jimmy's in charge of the stage lineup and you know we're really looking forward to the lineup this year we have um, the Imperial Court the Ducal Court Laundry Times uh, Mother Chuck is always there Kit Tapata um, we have just a, a huge range of entertainment for everyone this year. Yes, it's, it used to be at Dolores Park, but evidently it grew so big that you've moved it to the 
whole park. You know, I like to say it's because we're responsible for the trash, and as busy as Dolores Park is, we don't want to clean up after everyone. But uh, you know, now we uh, we we definitely have a, a huge field that really allows the space for just our community that wants to be there uh, to come and enjoy. Where is it exactly, Golden Gate Park? So it is at uh, Hellman Hollows. It's been at the same place for the past three years. Um, so if you basically just take a lift or or bus out to about 25th Avenue um, and just go directly okay. directly into the park, you'll you'll hear us. I need to know because I'm actually putting the music on. DJ yeah, I know. We're gonna have you there as well. So, so my, my friend Marsh is here, and we were trying to think of good, good songs to play behind when, during the contest, and we were thinking of some funny ones like a hunka hunka whole whole lot of love by Elvis <laughs> Presley. Uh, well, you came up with a good one, Marsha. Remember, what was that one that you came up with? I'm sexy and I know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know a few sisters that'll dance to that for okay. sure. Macho man. Macho man, yeah. Coming, as they come out, because you bring them out, like, there's probably like 100 people competing, right? Um, uh, who knows? Every year is different. But, Folks, um, come out and compete. There's, tell us about the three competitions. So, yeah, we have the Hunky Jesus contest, and uh, that's always uh, the showstopper, and we'll save that to the end. Um, and then we have the Foxy Mary contest, uh, which is always uh, a lot of fun for she the women to enjoy. That one. Right? Um, yeah. About, yeah, Marsha, you look like the perfect candidate for sure. <laughs> she one looks a little like the, um, the Virgin Mary. Oh, okay. Virgin or not, Minus yeah. the Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, obviously, Mary's we always have the... Uh, that slutty one met that there were two Marys in the Bible. One was like the oh, the Mary whore. Mary yeah, you could do Mary. Mary, Mary <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then always uh, we have the the elaborate um, Easter bonnet contest, and those are always uh, pretty. I've awesome. seen that in the newspaper. Yeah, people have these huge. Booth. Huge, yes, and 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 all every decoration that you can think of on your head. So, <laughs> yeah, you, and it, there's no limitations. Anything goes. Yeah, not at all. Bring it out. You know, um, so you know, it's definitely a, a raunchy adult themed event, but um. Yeah, there are going to be children there, so don't be too <laughs> vulgar, please. <laughs> or you know, just you know, ed education is the children of the future. You know, and and I'm just I'm just so excited that this event still happens. You know, with the with these times that we're we're in, and with everything that we see in the media, it's a great great event just to re uh, you know touch base. Uh, find your roots again you know enjoy a beautiful sunny day that's what the weather's forecasting on sunday so just come out and enjoy friends and your maid family or your biological family and yeah just have a good day well, meet new family meet new family right well, so important first time this year i'm going to the event yes so i'm really excited i'll be going with you too oh you're gonna become oh, great. i think the yeah. first year that we had it at this location we had about ten thousand people show up you know it, it fell right on 420 um so uh, you know there was a lot of stoner we weren't sure if they got confused about if we were a hippie hill, but uh, we had so we're really hoping that we have a crowd like that this year. Yeah, for sure. Well, well the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence always put on a great show, no matter where the venue is. But this year, uh, it's not only a great show. Is it also some sort of a fundraiser? Um, so actually, no. So this oh. is this is our one event of the year that we actually just uh, we take a huge loss. We give back to the community that has been serving us and that we serve as well. So um, we definitely take a loss. Um, we definitely bucket through the event so if you have extra money uh please give it to us it definitely helps cut our costs okay um we will have some four foot by two foot um sister images that are going to be in front of the stage
page that for the highest bidder, you can pick whichever one you want and take home. Are you, um, are you one of them? I am one of them. I'm holding the <laughs> I'm holding the big black dildo that has a rosary wrapped around it. So. Oh yes. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we're just really looking forward to seeing everybody come out um, this Sunday on Easter Sunday Easter at Hellman Hollows in Golden Gate Park. Children Easter starts around 10, and the festivities on stage start around noon. That's right. For the children, you have a Easter egg hunt. Easter. We do. Yes, that'll be fun. And we have uh, magicians, jugglers, uh, fairies. So it's definitely. Uh, I want to be. It makes me want to be a kid again. <laughs> <laughs> so that is like. Then the families go home and the sisters break out. Right. Then the children are done around <laughs> noon, and that's when we all let loose. All right. Um, tell us. Uh, did you? Do you have the lineup? You have a few of the uh, talents that are on stage. Uh, yeah, it's not only all about sisters. Bring some great talent for us on Sunday. Yes. Yeah, so we have. Um, Kat Robichaw from The Voice that's going to be oh, there for us. Uh, we have Honey Mahogany. Oh, another iconic. Carletta Suquet. Rachel Lark, who does a lot of parodies and fun things. Um, Juanita Moore is going to be with us. Um, we have the Fabulous. SF Imperial Court. We have Crew to Kink that's going to be out on stage. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, we got Laundra Times. We got Flora Good Time on stage. We, of course, have our iconic Sister Roma that's going to be up there making everybody laugh the whole day. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a great day. Yes, and then, of course, the contest. So, folks who want to enter these contests, what do they do? Do they have to pre-register? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get there get there at noon. Um, definitely on the mic on stage, we'll be letting people know, hey, if you want to get in this contest, okay. you know, make your way around. Um, Not too complicated. Get there early because we will fill up and uh, we only take the best in the beginning. So, if you want to be in the contest, make sure you're there and early. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Those that have been growing out their hair all year long and People doing a million, a million abs every out. day, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking right after Thanksgiving, people starting. For know. sure. Yeah. She runs, like, you could either do the Mary contest or the Hunky Jesus one, depending on what totally. kind of mood you're in. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll watch. Thank you. You're going to watch. Yeah. Okay. We also have DJ Love Tap with us, Hello. folks. Hey, DJ Love Tap. What about you? Will you be entering the Hunky I'm, Jesus contest? I'm probably going to be Jesus. Oh, hopefully. look, you have but a contest. As long as they don't crucify. Have our first I, one. I'm not up for a suicide, suicide mission or anything. Do you what kind, do you have a hairy chest or a smooth? It's a smooth. I shave it. Oh, you shave. It's a smooth. It's a very yeah. smooth chest. From here. With the shirt yeah, let's see. <laughs> Take, lift your shirt you for a second. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. That. Look at that. It's all ripped. And that would actually, that, he's a contender, Angelina. Yeah, what do you think? definitely a contender. <laughs> so that's a major component of it, the physique. Yeah. Is it? Not always. Not necessarily. I don't I, know, have you been there the year when we had uh, the uh, twerking Jesus? I've got the oh, you had a twerking? No, I should have been there. Jesus. You had a twerking Jesus. Yeah. And did he take the cake? He took the cake. He took the cross. Two years ago, I think. Yeah, two years ago. How <laughs> about? <laughs> can I ask why it was moved from Dolores Park to Golden? Well, Gate? so when we when we moved it, it was during the uh, Dolores Park remodel, and uh, and we found that it was um, a space that wasn't being overrun by everybody else in the city at that point. So we decided to stay. It's it's a huge space, and it's huge. definitely gorgeous. I just um, feel like um, you know a lot of the gay events are just being moved around, especially due to like exactly all these people. People just coming in from everywhere and kind of overtaking it and making it something that it's not. For sure. I mean, times are changing. Um, and so to adapt, I mean, we really took a empty space that wasn't really being used and we can now make it our own compared to, I, you know, 
I like to take the, the credit. The sisters made Dolores Park be what it is today. You know, we have been doing Hunky Jesus there for how many decades or how many years? And uh, before, it wasn't overrun the way it was. So, you know, now we're going to make uh, Hellman Hollow, the new Dolores Park. Rebuild it from the ground up. But now anyone who wants to enjoy the afternoon, there is a space for you. There is a space. Bring a picnic. Bring your family. Bring your costumes. and Some magic brownies, perhaps? Absolutely. <laughs> but is there anything that the, the sisters are doing to, like, prevent things to happen like that again in the future? Oh, girl, you're so political today. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, no. So we'll, we'll, we'll take that on when it, when it happens. So. Yeah, because I, it was a lie. It was a big thing when, you know, when the Castro, the pink party got moved because what happened. Well, you never know. That's so true. next year next year is our 40th don't anniversary. Next year is our 40th, 40th anniversary. So we might be just back at Dolores Park next yeah. year for our 40th. You never know. That would be nice. You, you, might, you know, you might end up in the back of the mix. Or that. <laughs> right. End of, end of <laughs> April, I'm putting out an album. Just want to let everybody out there know. Is it called Hunky Jesus? Uh, Hunky Jesus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what I'm going to call it yet. But I think you should call it the Hunky Jesus Contest. Hunky Jesus. You know, there you go. Work, work your way out from there. <laughs> but yeah, DJ, we uh, Tweeka, thank yes. you for having us and uh, yes. letting everybody know what is uh, going to take place on Easter Sunday. Again, I just want to say for everyone. Um, Children's Easter starts at 10 and the main stage Beautiful. starts at noon. Yes. And we'll have your lovely uh, music selection playing for everybody, I hope, right? Yes. Well, we're, well my friend Marsha who's here with us and we were both working on, on the playlist now. So I have, uh, let's see, what is today, Wednesday? I have three days to pull it all together. And uh, yeah, we're coming up with some great songs that, uh, you know, for the, I was thinking for the East, the Bonnet one, maybe like, I feel pretty, you know, when they walk out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you think of anything, let DJ Tweaken know. Just message me on Facebook. Folks, thank you for coming. Sister Angelina, can we get a nice round of applause for a real sister from the Perpetual Indulgence right here with us. I'm going to dedicate this song to you. Folks, come on out this Sunday. It's all happening right there at Golden Gate Park. You're welcome. Bye-bye. She run, my dear. It hey, is in the gossip to be with his library. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, so welcome back to House of Pride Radio. My co-host is Shira. Shiran. She Bob. So we, why don't you introduce our new, uh, new guest? Oh, yes. Um, Bring that mic close to you, girl. DJ Ricky Six. No, that's just a Constellation prize oh, that I gave you. <laughs> Who is that? It's just a prize for thanking you, girl. Go ahead and introduce all right. our guest. Well, all the way over from the tendon knob, it's the one and only DJ Love Tap. Hello. Hello. DJ Love Tap. Now, I guess you and Shiran don't know each other. It's a little bit more knob than tender. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was. So, I thought it was Love Trap, but it's Love Tap. No, Although Love I, Trap's I not really bad. I really don't like trap that much. So. Yeah. No. I love. I like, like trap music. Do you like trap music, Shiran? Trap, trap has too much no. percussion. Yeah. Okay. But, well, welcome. Yeah. This is your first time as well. Nice to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So tell us awesome. about your career as a DJ. Where Where do you spin? What do you do? Tell us about it. Well, I spin house music, dirty house, tech tech house, a little bit of breakbeat. Um, I kind of like. Uh, Putting all kinds of different genres together, so it's a it's a confusing scenario for somebody who's trying to pin me down to a certain specific genre. And you've been a DJ for about thirteen years, did about you say? Thirteen years. Yeah. Now, where did you get started? Started in uh, my basement. Uh-huh. In <laughs> I got my first rig when I was like fourteen, um, fifteen years old. Uh, started cutting and scratching because that's that's my passion was like vinyl and and cutting and I wanted to be like those DJs that that performed the DMCs and, and so forth. But then I I got a little bit better at mixing and found it was a lot easier for me than a lot of people. And, and then I had what I call it's it's kind of like uh, artists are, are are people have uh, visual memory uh, instant. I have like a record head. I, I'd, I'd hear the record over and over again. I'd go to sleep hearing this like record over and over again. I'm, I'm sure most people do that with most music anyway. But um, yeah, yeah. I got very good at mixing and, and memorized the records and then went on, on to digital um, CDJs. And now I basically use a controller and still do some of the acrobatics and performing uh cutting and scratching and so forth but awesome now, yeah, do, you have, do you have any gigs uh, coming up for us to, um to presently i don't have any gigs in, in san francisco yeah well we listened to a couple of your projects uh as the show is beginning we're playing yeah, that was your music those are the remixes I'm that you did yeah yeah i'm incubating and remixing and, mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed on, deeper on i'm almost doing uh, about one to two tracks a week so yeah the deeper sounded really professional like uh production production wise everything sounded right in there right perfect like uh you. you know ready for a release uh you're going to be doing something with that one yeah that's with jason vox i'm going to be working with jason vox uh be, being his tour dj and uh also working uh with mirror wave who's the 2016 pop edm um song of the year mm. winner anyway uh he's kind of mentoring and helping helping to market that and it's moving along rather rather swiftly so fabulous when does uh, jason's tour start should be coming out in uh late of this year so we're laying all the groundwork doing all the digital marketing in advance um and i'm going to be beating down doors trying to get gigs in san francisco which is uh not an easy thing apparently (laughs) yeah apparently not the easiest thing to do and i don't have absolutely unlimited time to do it but yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) now uh, is jason fox v-o-x jason fox g-j-a-y-s-i-n-v-o-x-x 
Awesome. I'm sorry. I've, I've never heard of him, but I'm sure, you know, there's been people. He's know, a great vocalist. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, listen to um, house music and mixes like that. A lot of the underground stuff, you know, it's really popular, just like with the hip hop, you know. Yeah, he's, a lot he's of that all stuff is more, you know. Um, he's good. Popular than the, um, how do you say, the sugar pop? Yeah, the sh- stuff, yeah. I mean, I, I love some of the sugar pop, it, and it all kind of intersects. Yeah, but it's it, really, it, it originates all, from somewhere, though, right? Exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah, my friend used to call it gay lollipop techno. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of derogatory <laughs> my there. It, uh, I think it's I my think little it's sweet, music. sweet music. <laughs> my little pony music. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think it all has merit. I mean, there's a lot of intricacies that go into all different genres of music, and yes. and if you listen to it carefully, you'll see. Uh, like m- my friend Mirwave, who's who's puts out excellent music. His his song structure, it, it, the way he writes, is profound and um you know he has a musical background so well i just think that i mean since we're talking about house music right because that's what you do right yeah i've been doing it for years yeah kind of ingrained in my brain i know how it's really like the vocals the deep vocals in the house though like i've tried listening to a lot of it though and like you know i'm not gonna lie my friend was you know for me i feel like it's just too much for me like it's repetitive or redundant yeah Mm -hmm. i would say what kind of music do you like yeah i like britney Britney spears Yes. <laughs> I like the no, throwing breaks. I, I like everything. <laughs> it's, I like Despacito. You know, you play that one oh, yes. five times. Gee, I wonder why you like that so much. Uh, <laughs> me gusta. Uh, Despacito. Are you a bilingual um, DJ? Yeah, te puedo entender si me dices algo en español. Everyone in this room is bilingual except um, me. <laughs> the Latino community. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, no, you know that. A lot of um, Latin pro, um, promoters like Jose Cuervo. I'm yeah. sure. Oh, like, I know him he's yeah. yeah i like him you can talk to him too i mean if you want like you definitely give you a link or something to okay, talk yeah. to him because definitely you know, he's definitely up. trying to um get out there and you know do things with himself and promote himself because he was here at um, san francisco at balancoire when it was he was doing uh, that show on saturdays sundays, sundays, sundays yeah sundays after, Where, have um, you run into him recently is he um i still keep in contact with him here and there he's mm-hmm. um invites me to shows but he moved that show out to castroville yeah, oh. so he moved it way out there. So, but the thing is, though, like he's always on the lookout for other things that are closer. Just he hasn't found anything in San Francisco. Castroville? You mean Castro Valley? No. Oh. Castro somewhere I, out there. Where is that? I don't know. Is that like <laughs> there's yeah there's another Castro and it's way out there. Hey. In, uh, wow. In, in Oakland. Yeah. Oh, there, okay. Somewhere Mount, Vaca, Mount Vodka. Mount <laughs> Vodka. <laughs> somewhere I don't know. <laughs> sure. You get drunk in Vodka, get lost somewhere you there. <laughs> no Vodka. Vodka. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, the tree. But that's good too. Oh, you know, it should be a Mount Vodka. Okay. Um. Rock a Vodka. <laughs> so so you're headed on the tour. That sounds like to me that's like it, that would be a dream like gig it should develop into something yeah. really big yeah and he's got a hella is hella he talent. latin guy no uh, no he's a white guy oh, okay yeah no, another white guy what what honey what are you looking at me oh. <laughs> i was waiting to see who he was i was but trying yeah, first, I'm, well i was looking for his web page yeah. and i didn't find one would you know that his where can folks follow you guys s-i-n-v-o-x-x i believe it's dot com yeah, and I know it's gonna be a couple. Yeah, as far as booking and gigging in San Francisco, <laughs> it's it's a very sewn up scene, but I think it's it's easy easy to break in once you get to know everybody in it. Well, I've, yeah, I've not I mean, spent enough time going out all the different clubs and, honestly, and meeting yeah. everybody, knowing everybody. I feel like I, I, think I, I can relate just because um, in drag too. Like, I mean, some people really take it seriously. Oh like, yeah, and they go deep. They go, yes, they go and they do 
like they're all you know what I mean? yeah they're and, full on yeah and, and san francisco more than anywhere is it's is sometimes seriously it's gigs, fierce. You know? so um, in san francisco it's a little bit over, more over the top than anywhere i've ever been yeah on as far as the drag scene yeah, yeah. but i mean i love it though just because you know i got to know so many um different people and everybody's just been so sweet very open and accepting and you know they don't judge you um i feel like before like i even found out that i was a drag queen <laughs> like being just a gay boy like i felt so judged you know what i mean i couldn't yeah. be out the bar or something you know with like oh my god like what is he wearing or what it but Make now you know like yeah i feel like i found my strength through um she run and um how'd you come up with that name she run um well i was a big fan of uh she-ra the warrior princess i loved her From when i was He-Man. little yeah, yeah he-man and she-ra and um one of my favorite bad girls from bad girls club um season four was natalie nunn and she basically was like the poster child for bad girls club she didn't take no one's yeah, crap and she did what she wanted to do her so her last name was nun so i was like she run you know she runs <laughs> you know because she was like i run la so i'm just like well she runs the city she runs you know nice. i don't know He's something city. stupid you know but it's cute catches on a lot of people caught on to it so mm-hmm. no there's no real barriers or anything stopping no. you this is not a huge huge city to uh, what do you say take take over or get into or move uh, move into and become a little bit more prominent if you have merit if you have talent i think you can get anywhere you, you want to go 